Hi, my name is Steve Warren, and I want to welcome you to this podcast. I'm believing today you'll be filled with faith, you'll be energized by hope, and you'll feel loved as this message seeks to transform and empower your life. God bless you as you listen to this. This morning I'm speaking to you about speak life. Listen to this scripture. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Get this, today the Warren family, as I speak, are in Death Valley. On the Sunday I'm speaking about life, we're in Death Valley. The, one of the hottest places on earth, dry, dead, nothing there at all. You have the lowest place on the planet in the middle of Death Valley, in the middle of this seven and a half thousand square kilometer area. You have the hottest place on earth. Recorded in July 10, 1913, 56.7, not Fahrenheit, degrees centigrade, 50 flipping six point seven degrees C. And I'm really hoping that's not the temperature today. Here's the point. We have the choice as to whether we choose life or death. And I'm guessing every one of us would want to choose life. We'd want to bring life into dead places. We'd want to bring life into our own dead areas. We want life. You know, if you could guarantee that your body would be healthier if you drank two liters of water every day, of course, you're going to do it. If you were guaranteed that making breakfast for your wife every morning would give you a better marriage, you'd probably do it. If you thought that transferring from Android to Apple would make your life simpler, smoother and cooler, you might choose to do it. But anyway, the point is this, we have choices and once we know that something we do creates a positive outcome, we are more inclined to do it. Here it is, the tongue has the power to bring life. And I want to help us today to choose that option, to speak life into every situation, to speak life into other people's lives, to speak life over our own selves, because it has the power to transform. The interesting thing, you know, about Death Valley is there are five key reasons why that place is so dry, so hot, and so dead. And they're all to do with the airflow. The, the air creates a sort of solar paneling effect because of the valley it's in and a number of other things connected to air. God said to the Ezekiel prophet when he was in Death Valley, faced with a valley of dry bones, an army that was dead, he didn't say, go get the best doctors, go get the best pathologists who can put the bones back together again and resurrect them. No, he said, speak to them and breath will come into them. We are called to bring life by breathing life. We're called to change the air condition, the, the, the climate condition around our lives through speech. When we speak life, we literally change the atmosphere around us, around others, in our workplaces, in the environments we're in, because our speech can change things for the better or for the worse. It can affect people by encouraging them or pulling them down. The power of the tongue can bring gossip, slander, lies, manipulation, or it can bring health and life, uplifting, upbuilding, releasing, futurizing for the good. 
That is the power. And so let's turn right now to James chapter two, chapter three, sorry, and we're going to read from verse two these words. We all stumble in many ways. Well, that's an encouragement right there, that we're not perfect. Uh, we do stumble. But anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large, are driven by strong winds, they are steered by such a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue. You see, he goes on to say we can, we've learned to tame animals, but yet we still haven't tamed our tongue. The tongue is like a spark that sets a fire. It sets a whole forest on fire. Our tongue is that powerful. It changes environments. I can tell you future simply by listening to what you say and, and the tone of your speech over a few days. I can tell whether it's got a trajectory upwards or downwards because of the way you speak like a rudder on a boat. It's going to direct the course of your future, leaving a wake in his path. We're a church that will bring hope to every street by speaking life. You're going to bring hope to your life by speaking life. You're going to bring hope to the people around you by speaking life. And so I want to talk about three things we can do that are going to help us learn to speak life. Before I do that, I want to get a little picture in your mind. And it's this. The tongue happens to be the strongest muscle in your body. Okay, picture it just for a minute. As when I heard that, I began to try and picture what that must look like or feel like. It's hard for me to do right now. I'm speaking, but you're all doing it. Your tongue is sort of just hanging in your mouth, right? It's, it's not doing anything. It's, it's not lying on, on the bottom of your mouth to rest. It, it's just hanging there. Can you imagine trying to do a plank for the whole day? You couldn't do it. Your tongue is so strong, it can hold itself hanging for that long. And, and it's no surprise because it gets a workout. You speak somewhere between 7,000 and 20,000 words every single day. That thing is getting a lot of exercise. For some of us, it's getting too much exercise, and you know who you are. Uh, but it gets a lot of exercise. Just imagine if you were to do between 7,000 and 20,000 push-ups every day, I'm telling you, you wouldn't want to receive a punch from a fist that was attached to an arm that could do 7,000 push-ups. No. Uh, that is the power of the tongue. We don't want to receive a punch from a tongue that is that strong. And yet we know it's true. All of us have probably at some time or other been punched by a tongue that has a critical word on it. On the other hand, we've also received the punch from a tongue that's had an, an extremely encouraging word on it, and we know the power of the positive benefit of that tongue. You see, we may not want to receive the negative punch of that fist, but if you need support, if you need rescuing, what you do want is that hand that's been attached to an arm that's exercised with 7,000 push-ups. That's the hand you want around your life. Such is the power of the tongue. Hold that thought in your mind. Let it be a picture of how powerful our speech is. The first thing then we can do that will help us speak life is to learn the value of silence. 
Interesting thought. We're talking about the power of the tongue, and I'm talking about silence. Why is that? Listen to this. Proverbs 29.11 says, A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. You know, you'll have a lot of thoughts, and you'll have a lot of feelings, but the truth is this. You don't have to say it. Not everything that's true has to be said. Not everything that you feel has to be spoken. Sometimes it's better to hold it back. And, and you know, if you talk a lot or if you're a communicator like me, we have the potential to fall in a pit a little more often than most. And that is, uh, if you speak a lot, you're more likely to say something you regret. And so the art of holding it back is a really important art. Silence can make you look smarter sometimes than we even are. Listen to this. Proverbs 17:28 says, Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. You know, you may have said to yourself, hey, I, you know, I'm not that smart. I, 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 I seem to always put my foot in it. I'm like the Apostle Peter who always seemed to be saying the wrong thing and sticking his foot in his mouth and getting it wrong. And, and the truth is you're probably not that bad, let me tell you. Let me speak life over to you. You're a beautiful person. But here's, here's a trick. Sometimes just by staying silent, we will seem wiser and smarter than we may actually be. And so the art of learning the value of silence is really important. The second thing we can do to speak life is by practicing the words we choose. Practice the choice of your words. So we're going to learn to think before we speak. Turn to someone and say, think before you speak. Awesome. Proverbs 15, 28 says this. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. Think before we speak, and our words are more likely to be the ones we want them to be. The second thing we're going to do to choose our words well is that we're going to learn that tone matters. Uh, Have you ever been on the end of someone who's said something that's not too bad, but the tone, the the way it's said, you know, is is aimed at trying to pull you down, or maybe it's, an, it's aimed at trying to get one up on you to try and seem better than you. There's a, there's a tone to it. Uh, I, I like to think that dad jokes are sort of a speciality of mine, and, but I know that there's a fine line between telling a joke that is just genuinely funny and telling a joke that might have an edge of having a, a dig at someone that may be unkind. And so the tone can really make a difference. Keeping a sweet tone on the things we say. You know, even when we're in challenging conversations, even when we're trying to work out a tense situation, we can still keep a sweet tone in it. You know, if, if someone is angry with me or, 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 or challenging and, and I can see they're losing their temper, one of the things I know is important is it's just to calm my voice down. Because if I speak softly and just say, look, I, I recognize you're angry right now, it immediately takes the fire out of the situation. Your tone can make a huge difference to bringing life into situations. The other thing we can do to choose words well is to practice using what words that might help people. And so one of the things I do, and I've, I've shared this on many occasions, is that I make 
declarations every day of my life. And so I thought right now we would all practice making declarations because as we say these things, I know you're going to feel the difference even now as you declare them. They will bring life into your body, bring health into your future because you're as healthy as your words. You have the ability to speak health over your body. You have the ability to have a strong mind just by the way you speak. You have the ability to change your future by the way you speak. I reckon the reason we have so many stressed people around is because one of the favorite con- confessions of ours is, I'm so busy. Now, of course you're going to be stressed if that's what you're confessing all the time. So why don't we master the art and practice the art of confessing something different? So on the screen is going to come some declarations we're all going to say together. When they come up, in just a moment, I want us to say them together. Every single one of us, there in Amsterdam, there in Almira. Let's say this. It's coming on the screen now. Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve and glorify him. That's one of the declarations I make every single day. Let's say the next one is coming on the screen. My God has not given me a spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Now, if you said that every day, that is going to do you some good, because fear will have to flee, and you will get convinced that your mind is sound and strong. Let's try this one. Ready for it? It's coming on the screen. The world will be different and better because I serve Jesus today. Now here's a thought. I think many of us underestimate the significance of who we are. You're here on purpose. God has got a, a plan for you. And so there are many times where I will say things that will get rid of a sense of intimidation or get rid of some weak area of my life or give me some confidence that I've got a difference I can make in this world. And I will say things like, man, guys, I won't say this in front of people, it's often privately. Guys, I'm, you're so lucky I'm here today because Christ is in me. I'm making a difference. I'm changing the world. What is that? That's not just positive self-taught. That is speaking life over my future. Let's say this. It's coming on the screen now. I am disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. Some of you are thinking, ah, oh, but I'm not disciplined. I'm flipping disorganized. I, I, I often fall into temptation. That's all going to change when you begin to confess this. If you were to confess, I am disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than all those wrong desires. You're going to find yourself with strength on the inside to resist the temptations that come your way. You're going to find strength on the inside that causes you to be in self-control rather than buckling in weakness. See, what are some of the things we say? We sneeze. And so we say, oh no, I'm getting a cold. Why say that? Why not speak health over your life? Here's another confession I make. We don't have to say this together, but another confession I make is I'm growing closer to Jesus every day. Because of Christ, my family is stronger. My body is stronger. My faith is deeper and my leadership is sharper. Because I'm getting closer to Jesus every day. You know, that's a great confession to make my body is getting stronger. Look at it. Come on. Or maybe not. All right. Your body is getting stronger. Why not have confessions over your life? Practice the words you would want to speak. Because when you practice, when you're out in real life, 
that is more likely be, to be the tone you use. All the way through the Bible, we have great examples of where speech has really helped set people free. Jesus spoke to a Samaritan at the well and lifted shame off her by bringing life, words of healing to her. The apostle Peter, after denying Jesus, Jesus spoke restoration and future and forgiveness that transformed his life. David, at a point where he's about to make a great mistake, met someone called Abigail who spoke into his world that, that stopped him making that mistake. In the book of Song of Songs, we read about a man who spoke Beauty, affirm the beauty into his wife. You know, you can speak things into people's lives that lifts shame, that brings encouragement, that sets them free from weights, that, that tells someone how beautiful they are, how smart they are. Let me tell you today, you are smarter than you think you are. You're more beautiful than you give yourself credit for. You are wiser than you thought you were. I'm telling you, you are a person that is going to change this world because Christ is in you, because you have a speech that is orientated toward life, not death. That tongue of yours is going to bring a punch of life and light into your neighborhood and society. You can make a difference. King David, when he was downcast one day, he was depressed. He said to his soul, why are you so downcast? Why not praise the Lord and he begins to praise God and it's almost like speaking to his soul begins to lift him dead areas come alive we're going to practice our words we're going to learn the value of silence and then finally we're going to determine the quality of the source the quality of the source you know sometimes uh, people might say hey let's uh, break open a bottle of champagne and what they do is they bring out a bottle of sparkling wine. Uh, and, and yet, that's, that's not champagne. Let me just educate you for a minute. It's only champagne if it comes from the Champagne region of France. That's the source of champagne. If it's a sparkling wine from Australia or Chile or somewhere else, it may taste okay. But it's, it's not champagne. It's the wrong source. The Bible says if what is in our heart is going to come out of our mouth, the we speak from the overflow of our heart. Put it like this. If I were to give you a glass of water and it's full to the top, it's full to the top, you're holding it, and then I nudge you, what's going to happen? Water's going to spill out. You're, whatever your heart is full of, when the pressure of life bumps up against you, that's coming out. If it's full of good stuff, even under pressure, something good's going to come out. Here's the point. Your tongue is connected to your heart. Listen to this. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. The springs of life come out of your heart through your tongue. Your tongue is connected to your heart. Let me close with this final thought, and that is this. Let's daily, as we get into our devotions, let's daily keep our hearts right. Asking Jesus to cleanse us, bringing our attitudes back into line on the correct path, forgiving others letting the poison out of our hearts. Because if we're getting filled with the Holy Spirit, letting the heart of our heart be the heart of Christ, even under pressure, our tongue 
It's going to speak life. Church, it's been a great joy to be with you today. We miss you. We love you. Can't wait to be back with you in person. But right now, let's make this summer count by speaking life to one another, lifting others up, speaking joy into their future, telling them how great they are, speaking direction that is encouraging, uplifting, and powerful for their future. There is life in the power of the tongue as we keep our hearts right. We're going to find life flows out. The breath of life is going to enter our society. God bless you. I'm going to hand back over to the service leaders right now as they take us into a moment of response to this message. God bless you, church. Well, thank you for listening today. I want to take a few more moments of your time because it may be today you realize that you need to get your relationship right with Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never asked him into your life before. Or maybe... For some reason, you've been, you've been moving away from Him. And today, I want to invite you to come back to Him. Or it may be that you're just not sure you're going to heaven. And so I want to lead you in a prayer right now. And I would really love for you to say this prayer with me. And then, straight after this prayer, I would love you to do something for me. But hey, let's pray right now. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me. I ask that you would forgive me. I turn away from my past and I give you my life. Come and live in me. I thank you that today I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer, today the Holy Spirit has done something in your life. And so I want you to tell us about it. I want you to email info at c3amsterdam.nl and let us know you've made this decision and let us have your address because I'd love to send you a book that will help you make this decision really strong and become a follower of Jesus. And we'll also be able to help you get planted in a church near you. God bless you.